0: Hello, the internet, and welcome to Season 223, Episode 4 of Der Daily Zeitgeist, a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness, and it's Thursday, February 10th, 2022. My name is Jack O'Brien, aka Drink, pee, instead of getting vaccines. Drink, pee, <laughs> don't get your COVID pass. Drink, drink, drink the yellow tab. Don't wear your mask or you'll look like an ass. Oh, drink, pee. I'll I'll just cut it off there. They did a whole one that was very good, but I think I'm going to give our listeners a break. It is, of course, courtesy of At Radio Giorgio, and I am thrilled to be joined by today's special guest co-host, a producer behind shows like Fake Doctors Real Friends and Welcome to Our Show. You've heard her on Pop Culture Happy Hour and read her at Vulture, The A B Club, Team Vogue, Pace, many more. She is the brilliant, the talented
1: Joelle go! Marvel Defender back in the house. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <sighs> Jack the Sun is out again. It's <laughs> I literally had to ask Justin what season it was the other day. I thought yeah. that we were doing Summer Olympics and he was like, It's February. I was like, God, I love living in Los Angeles. It's I the know, best. it's
0: nice. It just yeah, we're we're hitting the eighties this week for our non Angelino listenership. Sorry. Yeah. It's 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 tough though. Sometimes it hits the fifties and that very gotta put very on two cool.
1: sweaters. Mm-hmm. a blanket everywhere I go. Yeah, it's brutal, but we're done with that harsh winter season yeah. behind us now.
0: Well, speaking of Angelinos we are thrilled to be joined by one of the finest of Angelinos uh, a brilliant and talented writer and podcaster who's written for publications like mm-hmm. uh, I don't know the New York Times the New Yorker New York Review mm-hmm. of Books GQ and she wrote that machine gun Kelly Megan Fox feature that broke the internet and everyone's brain sure it is. Uh, she was the co-host of the legendary podcasts girls in hoodies and night call And the creator of the upcoming legendary podcast, Heidi World, the Heidi Fly Story. Please welcome back to the show, Molly Lambert.
2: Wow, 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 (laughs) wow. Wow, that was the most, that was like a wrestling intro. I know. I actually like,
0: I'm usually, I usually have better mic discipline, but I actually like peaked my audio. I spiked my audio on that. And uh, apology to listeners and uh, super producer Justin.
2: Let's get ready to podcast. Let's get ready to.
0: Yeah. I I am angling to become the next Michael Buffer. That is sort of the I think you'd be great at it. Thank you.
2: I am also. uh, It's a little too hot for me, guys. A little too hot for. Yeah. For old Molly. But this is definitely this is the part of the year where it's like you switch on the heat in the morning and then you switch on the air conditioning Mm -hmm. at night.
0: Yeah. I like to keep them both going at the same time. Oh, just like (laughs) Richard (laughs) Nixon. Just one room. Yeah, you can just hop back and forth. Are you
2: Richard Nixon? Is that what you're saying? Yeah,
0: exactly. I like to. He
2: liked to turn the air conditioning on so cold that he would be
1: able to use the fireplace in the White House. Yeah. I get it. Okay. So I just want Tricky Dicky's not incorrect there. (laughs) I am absolutely a person like the heat is on. Let me also turn on a fan to like really oscillate. This air around. I it's know. I nice also forget it's like, it gets stuffy when you turn the
2: heat on. It gets mm-hmm. too cold when you turn the cool. Basically, I can never be comfortable.
0: Yeah. true. It's, yes. it's not great that he did that or that I do uh, that I keep them both blowing at the same time just to you know, keep feel alive.
2: Hey, you know what? Global warming, not your responsibility. <laughs> not guy. my responsibility. Individual people, <laughs> Thank going to be able to stop it.
0: Exactly. That's why I always say that. I'm always like, guys, it's the corporations because I want you to stop looking at me for having my air conditioning mm-hmm. on full blast with the windows all the way down.
2: You're like, guys, that's the corporations and you flip yeah. on 5,000 lights in your house. <laughs> I just need a lot of light.
0: He did share my... Sweatiness. We're, we're both very sweaty people. I would have mm-hmm. lost that debate to JFK as well because, yeah, is, I tend to get sweaty all over my body in stressful situations and oh, no. sweat through entire multilayers of clothing. Uh, JFK
2: was probably just flying on those like B vitamin yeah, species. yeah, yeah.
0: No, he was so high. His entire was presidency. So high. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's underrated I think, fact.
2: I feel like America loves a sweaty man. Right. Yeah, yeah,
0: uh, We're very slippery, which can come in handy or be gross and sweat through your couch. And That's going to come in handy maggots.
2: when you're playing football in the big game.
0: The big game, yeah. Uh, you Last night, you will have heard Super Producer Ana Hosnia and I at Radio Row, tr- trending episode. We have not gone there yet. A little uh, peek behind the curtain. Of the weird way we do this show. A little
2: time travel for you. (laughs) A little time travel,
0: but I can only assume it's going to be amazing. And yeah, me and the NFL, we just like vibe, you know? I've just always Mm -hmm. felt like Mm -hmm. I'm a visitor from the
2: future and I and I already heard it. And I and I was like, oh, this is amazing. Wow.
0: Wow. I do like the NFL. Great. Well, Molly, we are going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, we're gonna tell our listeners a couple of the things that we're talking about we're going to talk about the we're just going to do every every couple of weeks we do a global pandemic check in because that's still still happening. And there's a lot of like conflicting signs. There's uh, cases are down. Deaths are up. And it seems like masks are coming off in America. But then, like I said, you turn on uh, any image from another part of the world and they're like, huh, what the fuck? Why, why would you take masks off now? But anyways, uh, we'll we'll just Talk about that. Canada's neo Nazi convoy, we just can't quit them. It's basically an occupation now of downtown Ottawa, an occupation where they just like lay on their horns and blare train horns around the clock and have a hundred of the trucks have children in them. So it's weird. And then it's becoming like it's starting little ripples of bad copycat attempts around the world. So we'll talk about that. And before we Go. I do. I do want to just Molly get your thoughts on the nuptials of Machine Gun and Megan Kelly. Is that we she? Megan Megan Fox. Kelly? Fox. She will Sorry. become Megan Ma-
2: Kelly? Ma- Ma- Kelly. She'll become Megan Kelly when she marries Machine Gun Kelly. <laughs> right. <laughs> she'll actually become. Um, you actually take the uh, the first name, so she'll become Machine Gun Megan.
0: Right. Machine Gun Megan. Okay. okay. I didn't All know right. how that works.
2: I just want to say that I feel completely responsible for (laughs) this beautiful blessed event are you invited i am weed i mean i'll be there (laughs) just in spirit yeah like i wish i lost the photos on my phone but i had this foot this picture because they gave each other tattoos in front of me and like nobody was documenting that part it was literally just the three of us in a room while they were giving each other tattoos and i had this really funny photo of me just like holding my phone camera over machine gun kelly's pubes so much, so, Megan Fox could, like, get a good angle to tattoo him. And I did really feel like we all shared something that day. Of course. How could but you also, not? But I, also, I really, I don't know if this came across in the article as much as I wanted it to, but, like, they're both really funny. They're both in on the joke.
0: That's cool. Like, yeah,
2: that was... everything they say is really deadpan, so it's hard in print, because in print, it's like they're like, <laughs> I'm going to eat her blood, and everyone's like, whoa, crazy. But it's like... Right they're joking and they're kind of trolling people and they're really kind of nice people who like each other.
0: I mean, and the thing that really
2: made me like them was it was like seemed very clear to me that Megan was sort of in charge and that they're like cosplaying that Machine Gun Kelly's in charge.
1: Right. Well, you'd have have to be because he had, her poster on his wall as a teenager. Yeah, it was just clear that he
2: like respected her. He kept like asking, like, "Babe, like, I don't, I don't know what I'm talking about. Like, you, t- you tell me. Like, you, you tell, you talk to the reporter. You're smart." Oh my! god and I was like, "Oh, love it!" And so very you happy. wrote
0: very beautifully about and like very convincingly that like, oh, well, Megan Fox, Megan Kelly, Nay Fox was. <laughs> like in person is the most beautiful creature like a human has ever laid eyes on. I I am curious about the appeal of Machine Gun Kelly in person. Like He's what, hot, what,
2: guys. I, he's I hot? wouldn't okay. I wouldn't have thought I would go for it, but it's like he's tall and blonde and he's got all these tattoos. He's got a real kind of like Motley Crue thing going.
1: Right. But it's
2: like they're both just like the Goths from the cafeteria. Right. And it's like they found each other. Right. And I think it's like Aww. they're both people that. who get kind of judged on first sight. And then it's clear that, like, the way they talk to each other, they were just kind of like, like giggling and making each other laugh and being kind of like dorks. And I was like, I love you guys. Damn. And Beautiful. also, they were like super professional. Like, the whole thing is like they make out everywhere. It's like, well, They don't make out when they're working. Like, they did a photo shoot for, like, (laughs) five hours and then did, like, a three-hour interview with me. Like, they're very professional.
0: That's amazing. And I
2: wish them all the best. And I think they're both good actors. And I love when people find their twin flame.
0: Yeah. Mazel tov. As uh, somebody who has had some experience in, you know, writing entertainment features, like, that's not... Always the case that people are nice and professional. <laughs> I,
1: Not at all would, would
0: be my guess, and, and based on my for
2: sure. And I've and, interviewed yeah. way less famous people who were way less professional and gave me like they gave me so much time and were so open yeah. and they were really like, hey, we want this to be good. We're taking this seriously.
0: I and really liked off them. For them.
2: Yeah, yeah, and, and she got us. such a fucked up deal in Hollywood for like. Yeah, she did. She got blacklisted essentially. So the fact that she even like, you know is so confident and cool despite having to go through this fucked up traumatic thing. It's like, yeah. And just to have someone who's like, Hey, I yeah. think you're cool. And I'm not just like using you for your appearance, which is, I think a lot of her life was.
0: Do you have thoughts on Brian Austin green, the the Brian Austin hmm. green of it all?
2: I will say he appears in Heidi world.
0: Okay. That's all I need. to. Uh, know. All you sure. need to
2: know yeah. is that everything that has ever happened in history shows up in Heidi world.
0: It's true. It's really the only podcast you have to it's listen. It's the only to.
2: podcast, but it just like it sucks everything into it. Every time there's a new trending thing, I'm like, why is this somehow related to my? It's become my zodiac. When Whoopi Goldberg was trending, I was like, she's she's a character in my podcast. Stop wow. it. Played, Stop played, it. Light. Played by Liza Die. because she makes she's in um she made a joke at the Oscars about Heidi Fleiss that we use ah, in the show, oh my God. but. It's just become a whirlpool of everything flows towards Heidi World.
0: And Brian Austin Green appears in Heidi World as a character and not as a I'll just as, say as what happens,
2: actor. he's present for a fight between one of Heidi's friends and Shannon Doherty. Wow. Okay. At the Roxbury from the the club that A Night at the Roxbury is about. Amazing. What a 90s bag. Oh, my God. It's <laughs> the <laughs> most 90s Delicious. thing. Delicious.
0: And I'm hearing good good things about today's co-host's performance as well. So,
2: that's... Yeah, Joelle, just get ready for Joelle on Heidi World because she's so <laughs> funny um, playing a girl named Brandy McLean who's like a very interesting person. A voice yeah, talent. Whole, the whole Zeitgeist family is
1: involved. Yeah, yeah. Mm. My favorite thing about Brandy is that The thing she loves most about herself, at least from my minimal line readings, was that she could seduce billionaires. And I was like, that's all I need to know about this woman, (laughs) is that she just thrives off being able to seduce a billionaire. (gasps) What a just a perfect start for a character. It's beautiful. It's really interesting. (laughs) Interesting stuff.
0: Well, Molly, before we get to the stuff we were talking about five minutes ago, uh, we do like to ask our guests, what is uh, something from your search history?
2: Something from my search history. God, what was I doing last night? Let's look, because I never Live remember. Live action. I love this. Uh, I was just reading about Connie and Julia Fox. Let's be honest here.
0: <laughs> what What's the latest in in the world of? <laughs> and they're in an open
2: relationship. Oh, okay. Oh my! And they they're just like putting everything through Page Six, and it's really funny. They were like, "We're in an open rel." Like sources tell us they're in an open relationship. They're too evolved for a regular monogamous relationship. They really just want to see each other do well. But then it came out like one day later, Kanye went on a date with somebody else. So I don't know if they were just like getting ahead of it.
0: Prepping that. He's got a right. bunch of Kim
2: bots. Becca, producer Becca says, he's got a bunch of Kim bots he took to dinner last night. Yeah. He <laughs> took a yeah. he took a Kim lookalike to Nobu. And I don't know if they were just like, we better get ahead of this story. <laughs> They were like, actually, Kanye is seeing other people, and so is Julia Fox, but also their connection is real and intense. And that's why they're allowed to, they have no jealousy because they're evolved beings. Oh my
1: God, Julia, it's four more months, and then that's all the boost your career needs. Get out of there, honey. It's, Mm. I think she's going to get out of there. I think she's just dipping in for fun. Right. It's a great, great boost for her ratings. You know, if you didn't know Julia Fox from that Gems movie, now probably you know her name. You're like, oh, who is that?
2: I also have enjoyed Kanye's sort. Yeah, oh yeah, Julia did call her daddy this week. Julia's also a podcaster. She has a podcast called uh, Forbidden mm. Fruit that my friend Yasi produces. So shout out Podcast Hive. Kanye dating a podcaster? Good for all of us.
0: Yeah, that gives me hope. <laughs> she she did the podcast call her daddy. Yeah. I thought you were saying, Julia did she, call her daddy. This, I And I was like, like mm,
1: did she call herself okay. daddy? What's right. happening? We're clear. I, look, everything I about <laughs> the podcast, Call Her there.
2: Daddy, confuses me. Right. It's just the it name is sense. confusing. Mm. I find the the idea confusing. I know that it's supposed to be like, call her daddy. Like, mm-hmm. don't call a man daddy. Like, she's daddy. Right. She's in charge.
0: Right. It's but empowered. every time
2: I've ever heard the show... Which is very fucking popular and more popular than anything I've ever done in my life. Right. It's like the funniest shit in the world. It sounds like a sketch. They're all just like... (laughs) so It kind of sounds like Joelle's character on Heidi World, actually. (laughs) They're all like, so, I was blowing this guy. (laughs) And I got got cum in my ear. So, of course, I, like, (laughs) called my friend and was like, what do I do? And she was like, put peanut butter in it. It's all just Mm -hmm. stuff like that where you're
1: like... Oh, okay. <laughs> My favorite thing about Call Her Daddy is that every, like, podcast executive, white guy over 50, had to listen to it, and they were all like, is this it? Is this what we're doing? Yeah, <laughs> well, I mean... Is, but they also couldn't stop listening to it. They're like, I, I don't understand it, but I can't turn away. I mean,
2: I do think there's something about podcasts like Call Her Daddy and, like, Red Scare and stuff that men listen to that are like podcast by women but sort of the listenership is men who are like Mm -hmm. wow i get to listen to women talk to each other this is what they talk about when i'm not there and it's like
0: counts right
2: it's also like no you dummies (laughs) they're like on a mic like they know you're listening (laughs) 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 they're not talking like honestly like they would talk you know anyway yeah Mm -hmm. but men love to hear women dishing it without any men yeah. involved.
0: Well, shout out to Julia Fox. Shout out to Julia Fox. I am wearing a smoky Fox. eye <laughs> slash pro makeup inspired by her to Radio Row this afternoon. Yeah, you really you look we'll like that um, goes over.
2: Natalie Portman in Black Swan. It's a great look for you, too. Yeah, Black Gorgeous. Swan. That's a good
0: touchstone. Because I feel like a lot of the people who work for the NFL won't know the Julia Fox reference. I mean, but.
2: honestly, like the NFL, basically the same as a ballet core, right? Yeah. Oh, People are just for jumping, sure. leaping, getting CTE. <laughs> right.
0: What is something that you think, Molly, is overrated?
2: Overrated. God, again, with the not preparing a good answer for this, even though every time I'm like, I got to think of something underrated and overrated. And then I'm like. Uh, and start looking around my room. (laughs) 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 And I can't do the same ones I always do, which are like hot weather's overrated. Right. I'm going to say, I think the meal of breakfast is overrated. The meal of breakfast. Is it a time thing? Personally, it's just like, if I eat a big breakfast, my day is like over. Yeah. Yeah. The idea that breakfast fuels you to get through the day,
1: it's like, okay, but if I eat, like, eggs and hash browns, then I need, like, a nap. Right. Yeah, yeah. We're not doing farm labor anymore, so the traditional American breakfast is no longer serving, as they say. I think my brother has a strong theory that there's just not enough diversity of foods in breakfast to make it appealing any longer. Oh. Uh, It's the same thing everywhere. Here's some bacon. Here's some eggs. Yeah. and Live with those options.
2: Maybe this is just my California showing too, but like mm. I like a like a juice in the morning, like a green juice or something.
1: It's a yeah. tasty way to start the day. There's no shame yeah. in it.
2: What I really want in the morning is like not soylent, but like something that doesn't really mm. taste like anything, but gives me protein.
1: Never want to yeah. consume anything that doesn't taste like anything.
2: No, I know. I it's just feel flavor. like breakfast. Breakfast is always like it's either really savory and salty. Or it's Mm -hmm. like really sweet, and Mm
1: -hmm. I feel
2: like I just am. I, I'm always just sick to my stomach in the morning. Just that's how I
1: am. So it's like I want something bland, right? Got it. I'm telling you, we got to do like fish soups, basic. Like here's some rice. Here's a little like soup stock. It's warm. It's got the protein. It's going to wake you up. It's somewhat filling, but you know, you have a little tiny bowls. Ooh. We got to look at how the rest of the world is doing. No, I think yeah. you're
2: right. I yeah. think um I think porridge, a lot of the rest of the world does porridge and that seems pretty good. Mhm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, my in-laws who are from Korea like just eat dinner for breakfast. Like they are there's like, yeah, it's a meal. Why would we not eat the thing that we eat for the okay, other Okay, well, we'll part? get
2: ready for my underrated. uh Uh-oh. Uh-huh. Let's hear it. Underrated breakfast for dinner. I think breakfast is great. You just got to eat it at dinner time. Mm-hmm. Breakfast for dinner is it's awesome. It's the best. It's awesome. That's like a special treat <laughs> for me. And also, just like I do like all those foods, I do like eggs and mm. bacon and pancakes and French toast and all that stuff. I just got to eat it like an hour before I pass out right yes. <laughs> exactly it's a
0: good like pass out meal like yeah uh, if yeah.
2: I eat like that if I eat that much
1: french toast it's curtains for me
0: yeah
1: no truly it's, really, it's also great if you you know have had a, a lush evening as they say if you've done a bit of drinking you know and then you just you skip over to you know your local pancake dispensary yes. I would choose Cracker Barrel if we were blessed to have one in the vicinity I believe and, there's you know, one in
2: Orange County just so you know i
1: gotta go where rich people are to
2: get i know more people
1: food that <laughs> does know. not make
2: sense it's like sonic it's like you see the ads <laughs> for it and then you're like oh i have to drive two hours for this guess i'm doing it because i want a slushie
1: <laughs> at least on your car rides you get gorgeous photos of la yeah like my favorite thing oh, so I just, like, Instagram.
2: i love a stoner food adventure
1: hell yeah but I have actually never been to Cracker Barrel. We should go. Yeah. Okay. First of all, the way I need a Molly take on the experience that is Cracker Barrel. For okay, listen, done. Let's do it. Okay, great. 100%. I've heard. I've heard tale of it. It's wild.
2: I also think that if you look at like British breakfast, American breakfast seems less deranged.
1: Yeah. Yes, a thousand percent. With blood sausages in that early in the morning? Yeah. Oh, well, Beans. My, I had a roommate toast.
2: who used to eat British breakfast all the time, and he would just be eating beans on toast for breakfast. And I'd be like, I cannot be around I l- this. I
0: love the beans. I love the incorporation of the beans. <laughs> I think we should have more foods like that that don't seem to belong, but we can just be like, yeah, no, it's uh, Scottish. <laughs> Welch breakfast and yeah, it's just it a haggis
2: omelette. Right. <laughs> I love beans, mm, but like mix beans
0: with chicken or mixing beans with eggs. Look,
2: man, I'll I'm, do it anytime. I'm Irish and German, so like if a potato is around, I'm happy.
0: Yeah, mm. yeah, but potatoes. I I feel like it's like eggs on their own don't are like give me a good start. Like I don't feel like weighed down, but eggs with like any of the stuff that goes with eggs, like potatoes or bacon or all yeah. all that shit i'm just like yeah i might I'm, you might as well just tell me to go back to bed
2: right because it's kind of like five of the same thing yeah. there's no there's not a vegetable in sight
0: right yeah exactly maybe they're...
2: like a little orange slice or something if you're lucky but like is there a yeah
0: there's no breakfast vegetable other than potatoes which are not really they're more starch right
1: no, we just mix them into our potatoes. We're like, here's some peppers, you know. Yeah. Right, right, You get some onions and broccoli florets in your omelet. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: I feel yeah, like yeah. if there's a breakfast vegetable, it's avocado.
0: Yes. That's what the I had for breakfast no? this morning.
2: This might just be California specific. Yeah. But
0: No, I think I think the rest of the world's found out about avocado toast, right?
2: Oh, you mean guacamole bread? <laughs> guac bread, <laughs> guac bread, as I like to McDonald's call it. McDonald's
0: presents guacamole oh, bread.
2: Hell no! Avocado toast, also everybody makes fun of it, including me. But you know what? It's good. It's hey. good. It's actually that's Very a good breakfast. To make, that's actually something I think is like not too heavy and, and a good, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. a good breakfast. Actually.
0: All right. Well, let's take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll talk about the pandemic. Nobody's been asking for us to do this, but I do feel like. Every once in a while, we got to mention the fact that we're going through a global pandemic. So we'll do that after this break. And we're back. And yeah, so every couple weeks, we like to do a global pandemic check in. We've always known that deaths are a lagging indicator, but for the past couple weeks, the running seven-day average on cases has been, like, far lower than 2021, and the running average of deaths has been, like, way higher and stayed higher, and it it seems like we, that this idea kind of took hold that, like, well, it's more contagious, but it's less serious, and that that turned out to be true with the Omicron variant, but that just meant that so many more people caught it, and we have a country that is full of people who didn't get the booster or didn't get the vaccinated in the first place, and, you know, a lot of elderly people, and I feel like the consensus was just like, yeah, well, you know, that that's going to happen was sort of where the American populace came down on it.
2: Who would have known that all of that, <laughs> do whatever you want, individual <laughs> responsibility only, no oversight, would not work out well?
0: Right. Mm. Yeah. Mm. It's just, like, I keep coming back to seeing sporting events in the Olympics and watching NBA basketball and seeing only uh, Raptors me... games where the stadium is empty and then uh, all American Surreal. games are just packed with unmasked people. And... Let me just
2: jump in here again and say, uh, check out nolympicsla.com. Yeah. All the stuff they're doing for the Super Bowl. Just a little yes, preview please. of all the stuff they're going to be doing. For the Olympics, uh, allegedly, all the surveillance stuff, all the sweeping homeless people out of sight of TV cameras, right? spending so much money on a dumb tourism event. But also, I was thinking about that because even my parents were like, did you see those pictures of like Garcetti and Gavin Newsom at SoFi not wearing masks at the Rams game?
0: Uh, yeah. Yeah, I did.
2: And then when they were asked about it, Garcetti said, I was holding my breath when the photo was being taken. Stop it. I wasn't. So that
1: is. Not I wasn't
2: how. not following the rules. I took my mask off and held my breath as we took right. a photo, which was clearly a lie, obviously. And then the next day, rather than be like, we fucked up, they were like, Actually, we're going to roll back the mask mandate. And Garcetti was just doing what we've already just determined is safe. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 The, it feels like, and even, you know, mask mandates in schools in blue states like New York and Massachusetts are being rolled back.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. I heard a DJ complaining about this on the wave. Which is not a talk radio station. It's like the <laughs> Quiet Storm radio station. People are mad about everything.
0: Right. Yeah. Wait, he, the DJ was complaining that they that kids have to wear masks? No, he or... was
2: complaining about Garcetti and Newsom oh, oh, oh. claiming they were, like, holding their breath and then being like, oh, actually, we were doing the right thing. And we just hadn't told everyone yet instead of saying, like, oh, we fucked up. <laughs> like, No, we yeah. can't ever be wrong about anything, even though we're constantly breaking the rules. And doing stuff that uh, will kill poor people. Yeah. It's just, it's so dystopian. I don't know what to do. It's Akira. Mm-hmm. It's like, everything's crazy and fucked up. And they're like, hey, look at this football game.
1: Right. Yeah. It's deeply disturbing, particularly when we think about what's happening with kids in schools where there's no longer mass mandates. And parents who have decided to keep their children home from schools and are now being, like, brought before courts for, like child endangerment and things really like, you have to send your kid to school like that is not a safe place for my child we are just now learning about the long-term effects on children which are yeah. devastating and if i feel early like the results are like any indicator the school
2: stuff is like sort of the the tip of the sword or whatever where it's like mm-hmm. oh yeah our everything is so fucked up here we had this big opportunity to like reshape society into something better during a crisis. And instead, we like doubled down on like, okay, everyone, every man for themselves.
0: Right. If you've got enough
2: money to like homeschool your kids and not have to go to work, then you're fine. But like if you have any other situation, we don't really care if you die as long as Mm -hmm. capitalism doesn't stop.
0: Yeah. I mean, so the people who are dying at record rates, the people who are unvaccinated have been pushing for this for so long. And it's like that. That fact that they are dying at record rates is not connecting with, like, the outcome of their pushing for it. It's just like, yeah, now that's starting to have an effect. And people, you know, they've created a information ecology in America where, like, well, that's a perspective. And so yeah. everybody just—it's been, like, dirtied to the point that, like, now we— think that's a valid perspective whereas like in or
2: just that like everyone's entitled to do whatever they want and no one has to do what would serve other people because then we'd have to all watch out for each other and have free health care and stuff that a functional society oh, would have wild idea there right. is stuff though too where i'm just like it feels like we've gone backwards from the turn of the 20th century
1: right. in a lot oh, of absolutely. ways absolutely
2: Like, the thing I am always thinking about is, like, the Upton Sinclair books about factory conditions, the jungle, Mm -hmm. that, like, the idea that somebody could put out a book about how unsafe factory conditions are, or, like, the Triangle Shirtwaist Factory fire, all of these big flashpoints in American history that were, like, workers are being abused, workers are being, like, murdered, essentially, for the purpose of making some dumb thing— Mm-hmm. We need to take care of them, and that like a work of media could like get people to rally around that and be like, we need yeah. condition- we need real conditions, we need you know laws about this. What's so yeah. fucked up about now is it just feels like all of that stuff is public and happening, and all the like people at Amazon pissing in jars and stuff. It's like mm-hmm. it doesn't yeah. feel like there's anything we can do,
0: right. People don't seem to care or the people who Or care. like people
2: do care, but they're just like, I don't know how to stop this from happening because everything's been so like policing is so crazy.
1: Just like, what do you do? Right. I mean, what's really happened is that as a culture, we've now been conditioned to understand that activism doesn't work. It does work. But our understand like, you know, well that's what's so
2: Yeah, it's just, like, I I feel like I have hippie parents and everybody who came of age sort of, like, oh, well, they protested Vietnam, so they, like, Mm -hmm. eventually withdrew from Vietnam. Yeah. And just, like, ever since September 11th, it's been, like, okay, well, we obviously protested Mm -hmm. these, like, completely bullshit wars that they use 9-11 as an excuse to get into, and
1: it, like, didn't really do anything. I mean, they killed every black leader. Peaceful yeah. or not, yeah, <laughs> like He straight Just murdered them. Target. Yeah, uh, and continue to target and harass and abuse anyone who tries to to speak up for these systems. Like it's actively how yeah. ha- we saw it happen in waves, quietly in Ferguson, and I think we're going to continue to learn about that for years to come. Uh, if you look at anybody involved in the abolitionist movement, their lives are hell. They're constantly being dragged to courts. So I yeah. think I think as long as we uh, continue to you know buy into that myth, I think that really. You know, it dissuades our chances of trying to to make actual fundamental change. It's just effort. It's so much effort to try to make any kind of change. And it's kind of exhausting when we are conditioned to to work around. Yeah.
2: (laughs) I mean, I also saw people saying that, like, the reason they're not giving any more checks for people to stay home and not work is because they saw what happened when we had free time, which is Mm -hmm. that there were huge protests. People. Right started organizing and, you know, dem- demonstrating against how fucked up everything was. And now they're like, none of that. Yeah. No safety net. You just have to work. I
0: feel like the cultural memory of activism in the 60s is the Washington, D.C. scene and Forrest Gump. Like, that's how it has <laughs> been processed. And I think largely because of, like, how the government wanted it to be processed, If you remember that scene, he shows up and there are just lines of people aimlessly like walking around and like he's like handed a sign and like told to get in line behind like a bunch of just angry, you know, silly looking hippies. And then at one point he goes to a Black Panther organization. And they're again, like it's like they're angry, but in a performative way that is not like connected to any real complaints and it like so you're saying
2: forrest gump is an op
0: oh definitely (laughs) well i think forrest gump is the result of the government like getting this messaging like and
2: also like forrest gump is crazy yeah i just saw for the first time like two years ago it's fucking insane
1: Yeah. Uh, how did you get out of school without seeing this movie was constantly shown to me in school I avoided it. It's like that and Glory over and over again.
2: I've seen Glory I love Glory. (laughs) I I avoided it I purposely avoided it and then when I watched it I was like holy shit this was an Oscar nominated film It won
1: (laughs) so many Oscars
2: There were a couple of points where it's like obviously I know a lot of the big moments from Forrest Gump from like existing in reality but there were a couple of things that happened in that movie that I just was like, holy
1: fucking shit. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Which was the biggest one. The biggest one, like, oh no. Uh, when his girlfriend gets AIDS. Right. <laughs> I was
2: like, From oh doing shit.
0: Cocaine, I think? Or... Yeah.
2: Just like, oh, oh, we're doing everything. Yeah. We're doing the whole 20th century. He's there
0: for it all.
2: He's there yeah. for it all. Um, yeah.
0: But just back, back to the pandemic, like, I.
2: Forrest Gump like, started the pandemic is what we're saying. Oh for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I can't wait to see the sequel that they finally do. Oh, when he's oh, no. there for 9-11.
2: And... <laughs> oh man.
0: But he did so... he did nine eleven also, obviously. Oh, for sure. For sure, Forrest Gump did nine eleven. I don't think we even need to say that. But yeah, like so we something we had talked about in the very early days of the pandemic was that like the so the nineteen eighteen flu, which was the last pandemic of this size you know, there's not really a histor or a cultural like imprint of it. It was just like that. I, I remember people even writing about that in the early days of this, that like there's not mm-hmm. a lot of culture and like books and novels and stuff about the plague. It's just and and the plague like the second wave of the plague in America killed more Americans than World War One, World War Two, Korea and the Vietnam War combined like it was a massive event but it's like i guess we didn't really have a theory on why nobody like thought or like spent a lot of time evaluating it at the time but now that's like starting to make more sense to me that it's Mm -hmm. just people like coping badly or not even bothering to cope with the reality of their situation not like understanding the the science of it or you know just being kind of or just becoming
2: nihilists because everyone's like, Well, don't care. It's not gonna help.
0: Yeah. And I mean, I like, we're living through the deadliest plague in the last hundred years and we spent forty minutes talking about the Oscars and horny teddy bears on yesterday's episode. But like
2: Life continues through the plague. My parents went in the brief window before Omicron on a trip. And they went to Italy and they went to Pompeii. And they were like, yeah, Pompeii is crazy. All these people were just living their lives in this city. And then a natural disaster killed everybody. Right. <laughs> and like, yeah. all of the stuff is preserved forever. But I don't know. I think it's like, I truly believe that history is just kind of the same at every point. And so right. anytime. Mm-hmm. I think it's very useful to look at stuff like that and be like, how did humans deal with this last time? Probably also how we're going to deal with it now. Oh, yeah, yeah,
1: it's how we're going to deal with it now. We're already seeing the start of it. Like, it's weird to me when people are like, oh, we heard it was going to be crazy. Like, here comes the... Like, are you not looking around? It is that way. Alcoholism is skyrocketing. We have high suicide rates. Like, the parties are out of control if Instagram has anything to say about it. No, things things are weird. Yeah. It's very weird, and the art is changing rapidly, which is another thing we saw in the 20s. It's like a bizarre thing to live through because it's something, I think it's like the message English teachers always left when you were reading, you know, Gatsby and whatnot was like, but they were secretly depressed. It was horrible. They were just gold everywhere but they were sad as hell and it was like no let's have a Gatsby party it's fun no it uh, does really fun. put <laughs> the
2: roaring 20s into context you're like yes oh, that's why they were roaring is because people were fucking so tired of death and sickness right and just wanted to rage against the dying of the light however to me it also feels like that can be kind of like a black pill nihilistic response to how fucked up everything is. is to be like mm-hmm. well who cares i'm just gonna like get fucked up which also feels like the two thousand stuff that's like coming into revival now. It was like sure. W era of like, well, everything sucks and I can't do anything about it. I guess we'll all do ke- a lot of ketamine,
0: right? Was that Black Eyed Peas song that was so popular despite <laughs> being like a a children's song? It was like, let's get
2: it going. Oh, you let's don't want to talk about going. that song, huh, Jack? <laughs> Why? They had because because you can't say the real name of it. Mm-hmm. Oh,
0: right. Well, that um, the one.
2: original name is Let's Get Slur.
0: Got it. And yeah, then
2: yeah. they, the, uh, if, but that's that,
0: like, somebody should write a entire book about that.
2: Because... I could write a whole fucking book <laughs> yeah. about the black eyed peas. I talk about the black eyed peas so much because. Mm. You know, also, yeah, if you're from L.A., they were like an underground L.A. rap group for a million years. And then they were like, hey, this isn't working. We're not making any money. Let's sell out. And then they sold out harder than anyone's ever sold out. But also, I kind of think Will I Am is like kind of a good producer and some of that stuff is good. And it's just so, so cynical. But it's also right. like. To be like, hey, let's make music that people play at bar mitzvahs. Like, you will never go broke. <laughs> <laughs> bar mitzvahs and strip clubs. If you make Done. those that, those genres of music, like, that's smart, actually. My dream is to write one novelty song. Maybe yeah. a holiday novelty song. Yeah. Perfect. That just becomes a huge hit and wins, gives me residuals for the rest of my life. Uh, to be
1: Mariah Carey.
0: Is this really the oh, lyrics Mariah. to Let's Get It Started?
1: Almost assuredly, what you got <laughs>
0: all right, party, 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 <laughs> party, 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 up in here in this context mm-hmm. in this context, you you, you break your neck, you, you, you break your neck, you, you, you break your neck. It, uh, yeah, like the, the fact I'm obsessed this... with
2: party rock, I think right. um, I think we're entering a party rock renaissance. I was just having like a horrible time recently, and then I heard, I believe. I Got a Feeling by Black Eyed Peas on on mm-hmm. the radio.
0: I think that was the that one I was think thinking of.
2: And that yeah. just made me laugh. So it just makes me laugh so hard. Because there's this part where they're like, put up your drinks. Mazel tov. That's tof. the one I was thinking That's of. That's what you're thinking of. <laughs> That's yeah. the music for Barbies Fuzz that we're talking about. <laughs> but there's a part where Fergie in the background goes, Lahaim, that makes me laugh. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> I never noticed.
2: It's so oh funny because there. It's just like I don't know. All those songs are so funny. They're like for five year olds, and mm-hmm. that's me sometimes. Tonight's just the like, night.
0: Let's live it up. I got my money. Let's spend it up. Go out, and smash it. Like oh my god! Jump out that sofa. Let's kick it off.
2: Let's kick it
1: off. 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 Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Guess important. what? Guess what? Guess what? Wow. Will I am. And Apple D. app from the Black Eyed Peas went to the same high school as Heidi Fleiss. I knew it. Oh, my God. They all went to John Marshall High in Los Feliz. Amazing. Full circle. Um, it's all one story.
0: I wonder if any of them won, like, most likely to succeed. Probably, That's... if I had to guess, Will-Am, right? A lot of Will ambitious am people at very, that school. Very charming and cool. All right, let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back. And we're back, and so that neo-Nazi convoy that we had given you updates on driving through Canada landed in Ottawa, and since then it has become less convoy, more uh, occupation, and the police are making it very clear that they're kind of, you know, it, it's like the, that cop at the January 6th who was taking a selfie with people? It's like that, just writ large across mm-hmm. weeks they're they're just yeah we're on we're on their side. Let's give them their space. They raised more than ten million dollars on GoFundMe at which point GoFundMe scrapped their payments after giving them only one million dollars, claiming that they had become an occupation, so they officially recognized that. And so they switched over to to go the self described number one free Christian crowdfunding site, and that site had a pretty significant security lapse that exposed donors' private information, licenses, passports, which I did not know you needed to give passport information to a Christian payment app, but yeah the the protest is supposed to be about keeping the government out of your private business and the did not work out in this case um the only person who has successfully like pushed back against this since the cops are on the side of white supremacists a 21 year old woman who lives in downtown ottawa who filed a class action suit on behalf of her and her neighbors after enduring ceaseless honking day and night so apparently they just sit there in their parked cars and just honk the
1: mm-hmm. whole
0: the whole time just lay on the horn it like reminds it really reminds me of the I think you should leave sketch where with the honk if you're a horny guy, where he's just like honking over and over again, just like reduced to wordlessly mashing a horn to express his like frustration. Like avant garde. Yeah. So this
2: is in Canada. Yeah. yeah, Ottawa, Canada. So the cops are like, what are they called, Mounties?
0: I don't think they're all Mounties. To I... me,
2: they're all Mounties.
0: Yeah, they're all Mounties in heart. At they're heart.
2: all Dudley Do Right to me.
0: Yeah, riding their horse backwards Yeah, uh, with a big smile on their face.
2: Do you guys know the Convoy song? What's it now? Can you sing it for us? Yes. It's a song, I learned it from The Simpsons, but it's a country novelty song, much like the type of song I'm going to write and become very famous and rich off of. <laughs> it's called Convoy, and it it's basically like a talking song. It's like, oh, Breaker Breaker 1-9. It's like a guy talking over <laughs> his CB radio. It's from the 70s, obviously.
0: Sure. CB radios were huge in the 70s. Um,
2: by C.W. McCall. Yeah. And then there's like a chorus, and the chorus goes like, We got a great big convoy moving all over this land. We got a great big convoy. Ain't she a beautiful sight? <laughs> that doesn't a, rhyme where I thought rhyme. it was going to. <laughs> uh, I guess because yep. I don't really know the song. The, the, the real lyrics are, okay, I guess it's, We got a little old convoy rocking through the night. We got a uh, little old convoy. Ain't she a beautiful sight?
0: There it is. Is I mean, it?
2: Poetry. I mean, come on and join our convoy across the USA.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess the, the transportation of goods uh, across the land. which It's like a us. trucker
2: song. It's for truckers. Okay. Are these truckers or is it just like they're started? It's just yeah, a no, it's line a trucker. Of
0: it's convoy. It's a convoy of truckers who.
2: Does convoy imply it's truckers? I guess I I it feels it to me like it does.
0: Yeah. Otherwise, it's just like a
2: a car party, a carpool, <laughs> a carpool
0: <laughs> going to an away away soccer game for like a bunch <laughs> of soccer moms. But the
2: oh, there's a movie. Ver- there's a movie based on the song "Convoy" from 1978. Huh. Truckers form a mile long convoy in support of a trucker's vendetta with an abusive sheriff. There
0: you go. So, I mean, this, wow. is, this is probably where they got the idea.
2: A convoy is a group of vehicles, typically motor vehicles or ships, traveling together for mutual support and
1: protection. Yeah. Oh. I guess it usually refers to like a naval convoy. That's much more cool than what's happening here. This sort of makes me a celebrity deathmatch, because I want to see the Occupy Wall Street versus the Ottawa Convoy in a deathmatch. That's, you know, animated inclamation. Have you guys ever seen, like, Death Race
2: 2000? Sure have. Yeah, it's like there's so many post-apocalyptic movies that are about, like, people fighting each other in cars. Yeah, Yeah, it's
0: really Mad Max. I think they like to describe themselves as like Mad Max or like living, you know, the truckers of Mad Max or modern day cowboys. Oh yeah, yeah.
1: I have yet to see one electric guitarist on top of a truck. That's right. If I don't, if you're not shredding, is it even a convoy?
0: So I I feel like this could be used though as a. So first of all, like Canada, it's not like Canada has some uniquely anti-vax, because the the thing they're complaining about is vaccine mandates at, like, checkpoints within Canada and going into the U.S. Ninety percent of truckers in Canada are fully vaxxed. So it's not an issue of, like, this being a particularly demographically, like, angry group of people. It's just people who have access to trucks who are also, you know, right-wing neo-Nazis have, like, seized on this idea and
2: Well, I don't know if you've noticed here in America as well, but uh, people who drive lifted trucks
0: are <laughs> trucks, fucking yeah.
2: psychos. Like there is a culture since Biden came into office. I've noticed it's like, yeah, all the MAGA people have put all their energy into driving these really big trucks really aggressively. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, just like road rage. Like, that's... It's it's always these big trucks that have, like, the the Blue Lives Matter sticker. Yeah. And they're the f- most insane, aggressive Mad Max drivers. Like, they cut you off. They tailgate you. Like, they drive aggressively on purpose to fuck with people. And it's right. scary if you are a baby driver like me.
0: You mean you to, to put on your headphones and drive backwards and shit? and just that, like Yeah, I just driver? like to
2: drive slow. <laughs> Oh, oh, oh. not a movie baby driver. Not the movie. Oh. Yeah. That's what I mean. I like to drive yes. slowly and at my leisure. And I don't like when people tailgate me, but also when they do, it makes me drive more slow. That's what I do. That's
1: the only way to get them to go around. Because otherwise, they're just going to keep trying to speed you up.
2: And that thing with the high beams now, too. Like, I read a thing about how that high is beams obnoxious. now. That's obnoxious. Because I was like, am I just crazy or have headlights gotten worse?
1: And then Much I worse. found
2: out it's, like, the LEDs are worse because they're also, like, angled wrong. They're supposed to be angled mm-hmm. away from the person in front of them. Right. But they're just not. So it's, like, people also just will, like, flash their LED brights, high beams at you just to fuck with you. I don't like the car wars, guys.
0: Yeah. yeah. And I, th- I think this is a an effective, like, blueprint they've laid out for, like, racist people and their obsession with gigantic trucks
2: yeah and also they've you know they've like been making all these laws that make it legal to like plow into a crowd of protesters like it's very much the plan to do that and it's fucking scary
0: the woman who filed the lawsuit measured the noise in her apartment at more than 80 decibels. So they're honking their horns like day and night. They just like never stop. It's 80 decibels, which is like having a lawnmower running in her living room 24 hours a day, seven days a week. <clears throat> uh, others have registered noise at street level in excess of 120 decibels when so-called oh. train horns are sounded. So they, it's like a very difficult to deal with if your police... Forced, happens to be racist, which I don't know if you've met any of these anywhere, any people who live in a community like that. But very, very scary prospect. She's actually the only one who actually made any progress. The judge granted a 10-day injunction against the driver's horn honking, stating that tooting a horn is not an expression of any great thought, (laughs) which I think is probably the least you could do in describing that. But so Mm -hmm. they've... They're, like, setting, they're turning it into, like, Nazi Burning Man. They've, like, they're setting up saunas in the downtown. They're setting up bouncy castles for the kids. Look, Jack, I'm just
2: going to say, I don't know about the phrase Nazi Burning Man.
0: <laughs>
2: but,
1: I see it, though. I see both are hell-bent on self-reliance. Right. Oh, I just mean, I, like, the
2: Nazis are known for, for burning men. So oh, okay, that's, that's different. A really good point. Okay, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. sorry, mm-hmm. sorry, guys. <laughs> no, 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 Just Stopping, no, no. This, stopping us from becoming edge lords. Yeah, um, <laughs> fair enough. But I also completely, I, I completely understand. How about
0: Nazi Ren Fair? Is that better?
2: It's more uh, like a Nazi Ren Fair. It, yeah. Because they're also like cosplaying.
0: They're cosplaying. Mm. They're also setting up. So they've set up a bunch of bouncy castles for kids, which is upsetting uh, because. There are children in approximately 100 of the vehicles. Like the truckers just brought their kids, and therefore you can't really like raid them or like do anything to them because it's that a puts family children community. at risk. Yeah, and I mean,
2: also though, if like leftists brought their children, they would absolutely yeah, still they would just <laughs> and have right. to yeah, before. Yeah. yeah, not the white babies.
1: Keep them safe. Right.
2: God, I hate this, but. There was once a beautiful culture of people driving vans called vanning Mm -hmm. that Mm. was like the set. I follow just some Instagram accounts of people. Someone I know is like family was part of this. But it was like California families with those cool vans with like an airbrush wizard on them. (laughs) And it was just like a whole culture in the valley, especially, too. It's like they would just cruise these really beautifully painted vans down like Van Nuys Boulevard. That's
0: how Van Nuys got its name.
2: I think we should uh, bring it back. Oh, yeah. Van nice. Okay, um, I think we should nice. bring it back. I think the only way to oh, fight God. the truckers is with, like, beautiful 70s airbrush vans. Mm. We have to form a counter convoy. Yeah. Counter convoy. I could get behind that. I wonder
0: which one the police would be more supportive of.
2: But we're going to do, like, what if we, like, disguise the vans like we paint it
1: camouflage so it's like, blends into a wall?
0: Right. Yeah. Let the rich
1: gays lead it. It's going to be perfect. They really hate when you make out in front of them. Just send like a sea of gays in, you know, know. followed by a bunch of hippie families that are like, we're just going to walk around naked and live in God's glory. That's right. Just like the free leaders.
2: We send in all of our team. Yeah. Yeah. Send in our side.
0: Speaking of the way that history has like gone backwards, your uh, proposal made me think of that picture of the hippie girl putting a flower in the gun like absolutely not like absolutely mm, not she, she
1: would for sure be dead
0: yeah like that flower would be no more it would be a vapor she
1: was coming right at me
2: well i do think it's also the theater of fear is part of it like the sure. the reason to do the truck convoy is because it's so fascist. it's like right it, it's a fascist image like all these giant vehicles like you know fucking running their gas machines also and like ruining the earth i just think it's like sometimes i feel like they present these images of fascism that are very strong and obviously draw people in because a lot of people do want to be bossed around or told what to do even though all of it is allegedly about not letting anyone tell you what to do (laughs) right just think we have to have like a beautiful counter image of you know the fremen i always talk about this but i met I, I interviewed this woman who was a Flint, Michigan water activist. And this was before Dune came out, but she like compared Flint to Dune, where she mm. was like, Yeah, there's all these people who want to like come in and like use the resources, but like all we care about is like the fresh water. And mm. we're creating this community of like the water carriers to protect, you know, to get fresh water to the people of Flint, which are being deprived of water by these fucking racist white people in charge of the government to me also yeah. i'm like yo, yeah sometimes the government is fucking you it's just not fucking the people who like are in the truck convoy <laughs> right you know yeah, yeah but also just like i was like very inspired by that that i was like wow you created a community network of people to fight back against something so powerful that like nobody in power is going to be behind you because it's just sort of like they've created the system where this completely fucked up thing is normalized. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know, it is scary to go up against those people, but also like you have to.
0: Right. Yeah, absolutely.
2: And one of the ways in which America sucks is that uh we did not go up against the Nazis at all when they were first doing their thing. We kind of let mm. it go on. As long as humanly possible, and there were lots of people like Henry Ford who were on the side of the Nazis, obviously. So even and that revisionist was history was
0: on Hitler's wall, like, yeah, on next to that was a lot the of one people picture. were
2: for the Vietnam War because they just, you know, right. love American Empire. I think um, obviously this is Canadian Empire too, but it's all the same stuff.
0: Yeah, all
2: I'm saying is the bad people are mobilizing. Yeah. Good people got to mobilize too.
0: Yeah. Agreed.
2: We can't do nothing and we can't just party because they're going to fucking keep doing stuff.
0: Well, Molly, I think that's a great place to leave it. Where can people find you and follow you?
2: Well, I've got a great big convoy um, (laughs) trucking all over this land. You can find me at Molly Lambert on Twitter, at Molly underscore Lambert on Instagram. And I would love some more Instagram follows because I'm 500 away from 10,000, and if I get to 10,000, I can post links, which I really would love to be able to do when Heidi World comes out. So follow me on Instagram.
0: Do it. Get ready for Heidi World.
2: Jack and Joelle are both on it.
1: Hmm. It
2: encompasses everything, and yeah, a lot of fun, special guests. It's going to be a really fun podcast. I'm really excited.
0: And is there a tweet or some other work of social media you've been enjoying?
2: A tweet or some other work of social media? Uh, yesterday, my friend Alan got a letter just put in his mailbox. And I don't know if it went viral, but I reposted it. It was, It. I will read it out loud. It said, looking for slingshot boys. Are you one of my slingshot boys? Looking for boys of any age to join my slingshot coterie. What we do is get together and build giant slingshots and/or trebuchets. We put our tiny boy bodies in and then slingshot us around. Well, then while we're in the air, we use pocket slingshots to try to shoot each other out of the air, but oh, friendly. Boy. Do you dare to dream? Do you dare to soar <laughs> with the slingshot boys? And then there's an Earthlink email. I oh, so yeah. I mean, uh,
1: Let's all
0: be slingshot, slingshot boys. Yeah, I mean that sounds great. Out um, of a
1: trebuchet seems dangerous, <laughs> but have fun. And it's then just, you know, doing
0: the extremely dangerous thing of firing like slingshots—the weapon that killed fucking mm-hmm. uh, like Goliath and killed Dennis the <laughs> like, Yeah, you, I also am. I'm, yeah, I'm such did a Lisa kill Mr. Simpson. Wilson, but,
2: I'm such yeah. a Lisa Simpson that I was immediately like, "Well, what about slingshot girls and they them's." Right. Wow. There you go. Slingshot boys has to be inclusive, guys. Mm -hmm. I want to be a slingshot boy.
0: Joelle, such a pleasure having you as always. Where can people find you and follow you? And what's a tweet you've been enjoying?
1: Thanks, Jack. Y'all know me. I'm Joelle Monique. You can find me all over the internet at Joelle Monique. It's J-O-E-L-L-E-M-O-N-I-Q-U-E. Some tweets I've been enjoying. Okay. At Slappy with a V instead of an A, tweeted: Would have started saving money in kindergarten if I knew life was going to be like this. I deeply, mm. deeply resonate with that sentiment. <laughs> Sports guy Mark tweeted: "If you grew up in the South and went to Vacation Bible School, you know about these. It's butter cookies and Kool Aid. I grew up in Chicago, but I know about that after-school treat, and it was bomb." Mm. Finally, Julie Benson tweeted: "Do you think Jesse Plemons and Kristen Dunst, Kirsten, Kristen? It's Kristen. Molly, help Kristen? me. Kirsten."
2: Kirsten. Kirsten!
1: This person spelled it wrong. That's fine, Julie. Do you think Jesse Plemons and Kirsten Dunst woke up today, flipped over and said, Good morning, Oscar nominee. Morning, Oscar nominee. And then smooched before making their kids breakfast. And, you know, what a lovely image you of two what? very talented actors just honoring each other.
2: I'm proud of them, too. I also Truly. have met her, but not him. But they're the they're the character actor, Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly.
1: For sure also shout out jean champion i'm so excited she got a second second nom for uh best director uh she was robbed robbed for the piano one of my favorite all-time movies uh so hopefully she gets some justice here power of the dog (laughs) uh
0: you can find me on twitter at jack underscore o'brien some tweets i've been enjoying hurt copain at saeed (laughs) dicaprio tweeted you're a computer asking me to prove I'm not a robot? I don't know, dude. You're kind of projecting right now. Wow. And then site-specific carnivorous occurrence at Atomic Thumbs tweeted a quote, and I have not fact-checked this, but does not seem like they're making that stuff. It has also been calculated that due to time dilation, the core of the Earth is two and a half years younger than the crust. Fuck this <laughs> was their comment on that. <laughs> That's wild. Big if true. Huge if true. In no way that impacts anyone, but that's that's a cool (laughs) thing to think about, I guess. Uh, You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, DailyZeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes, where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as a song that we think you might enjoy. Super producer Justin, what song do you think people should go check out today?
1: As I am mourning a pair of uh, Jordans that uh, were a little bit messed up last night, I am going to suggest this song, Odd Ross by Chronics, about how you will be happy you're not following trends. And uh, it's very interesting Jamaican vibes going on here. I don't speak the Jamaican patois, so I can't catch everything this guy's saying, but I'm feeling it. It's, it's mostly about being yourself, whether you're, you know, whether you're dressing kind of funky, dressing kind of weird, doing your own thing. Don't follow the trends. Just be yourself. So this is Odd Ross by Chronix, C-H-R-O-N-I-X-X. And you can find that in the footnotes.
0: All right. Well, the Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows that is going to do it for us this morning. Uh, But we are back this afternoon to tell you what is trending. And, hey, we'll talk to you all then. Bye.
1: Bye.